The Paradise Arcade contains graphic language. Listener discretion is advised. Listening to the Paradise Arcade with Kyle and Eric, promoting synthwave music and culture. Welcome to another episode of the Paradise Arcade. This week we have a special returning guest, technically, Cobra Wipeout. What's up, Greg? What's up, guys? We're How gonna pr- we're gonna <laughs> pretend like we haven't been talking for like an hour before this, just bullshitting. Um, oh, that was great. Yeah. I Welcome mean- to the show. It's been a minute since we've talked to you. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Hello. We uh we recorded once and it didn't go well and now we're recording again. No, thankfully uh, there's no technical difficulties today. No, it's great. It's going great. So this this episode episode is going to be fantastic <laughs> other than my stuttering. Um, you know what that reminds me of? That one episode of The Simpsons where they were at uh, Itchy and Scratchy World or Itchy and Scratchy Land. They were like, where nothing could possibly go wrong. <laughs> and that was the first thing that went wrong, and it just turned into a huge disaster. Like, this episode won't turn into a huge disaster, maybe. Maybe. It'll be... No promises. <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah. So it's exciting, because the last time we had talked, you know, you were you're making music. You, you released, obviously, some music. But now you've got a whole album out, uh, Guts mm-hmm. and Bolts. And it's fantastic. And... People are digging it. What has that been like for you, putting that out there and uh, like actually having an album out that people can get their hands on, and what's been the reaction to you? Well, I think, like, taking it back from the last time we talked, like, I only had, like, maybe, like, one EP and a few singles under my belt or whatever. So I released an EP last year set, like, a good, like, foundation of the direction I was heading. And... That kind of like set like a fire underneath me to kind of be like, well, let's see where this goes. So, I mean, went to New Orleans to hang out with Chris and stuff, for sure. And I started like writing more music, and then like I kept writing more and more. And I was like, fuck it, might as well just do an album. So I just knuckled down for like like six months during the pandemic. I was like literally just every weekend, kind of just like sitting down and writing stuff and adding stuff and whatnot it's kind of like yeah i mean it, it's pretty ambitious i mean because like you know i've only been producing for a few years and you know it's not my first go-to thing but uh but yeah big learning curve i think it was pretty learned a lot from it as well um but yeah but i'm already starting writing new stuff so. Fuck yeah. <laughs> i mean it's i i just want to say like the album it's fun it's great for people that haven't heard it like it's it's got some stuff for you on there um it's gonna get you moving and i i had listened to your other music before so i knew kind of where you were at with musically but um i like that there's diversity on the record it's fun um it's tongue-in-cheek obviously because you hang with the nightwave guys so um, Mm -hmm. i mean people can kind of get where your view is um um, and if you don't know about that, you really need to check it out. Yeah, you're fucking up with life. You don't know about Nightwave. But anyways, um, 
so you've been producing a couple of years. What, I mean, what got you into doing it in the first place? Well, <clears throat> I think like with the Nightwave thing, like obviously, you know, I'm in the synth wave, everyone's in the synth wave and stuff. And when these parties came along and then you start seeing shows and whatever, and I got involved in Nightwave and started videoing the shows. And then I think like one day I was like, let me try to do this as well. Let me try to make some music. You know what I mean? Yeah. It didn't seem to something that I never kind of dove into. So, I mean, I took a shot at it and kind of went for it because, you know, it's fun. It's like, you know, it's any, any other kind of creating art, kind of just like, you know, seeing what fits and what you can create, what doesn't, and, you know, each little thing is kind of like rewarding itself, you know. So I kind of like that aspect of that, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Obviously, like producing music is like, yeah, it's fun. It's more for me than for everyone else. But if everyone else appreciates it, that's even better. You know what I mean? So that's a hot record. That's how I, feel. I feel like that's the perfect way to do it. Because yeah. if I was making something, I'd be like, this is something that I want to do. If I like it, that's what I really want. Yeah, like, I'm doing this for mm -hmm. me. If anyone else likes it, that's good too. Yeah, and like the guts and balls thing, like the album. Like, during the pandemic, man, like, I think it was, like, the same time when, like, Cyberpunk came out. So, I was, like, I was playing a lot of video games, dude. I, I started, like, played Cyberpunk, and I never played um, Far Cry Blood Dragon. Like, from, yeah. With, like, the whole Power Club soundtrack. Like, I missed that boat, because I didn't have a PlayStation back then. So, I played that game, and that was, like, fucking phenomenal. And I was playing, like, other games, too, like, Huntdown on PlayStation. I don't know if you played that. That's fucking great. So I had all these like influence from like cyberpunk, post-apocalyptic video games, and I was just like, yeah, this is sick. Like, and you know what I mean? Like, try and mix it up with dance music and like dark synth and stuff. And just like, yeah, just like a whole guts and balls, just like fucking just Frankenstein shit. <laughs> it's like, you know what yeah, I mean? it's <laughs> fucking great. It's like putting everything together. So I mean, yeah, is anyone's like nodding their head to it? Like, yeah, I appreciate that. So but, yeah, I mean, it's good. Like, yeah, I'm not wanting to anything, but I'm looking forward to the next stuff I create and see what I can do with that so how but much yeah, I mean sorry <laughs> how much does b-boy no, style affect what you do because I as far as I know <clears throat> like I have talked to people before about <clears throat> genre bending yeah in synthwave talking about hip-hop some other things but I don't know anyone else crack crack of that beer we're like the b-boy style or anything like that has been any influence to anyone other but you mm. yeah i mean like originally like before all this i, I did i still do break dancing like every now and then but i used to be fucking wicked at it when i was younger um and you know there's something about fucking like listening to old electro breaks and shit mm -hmm. from like you, you take it back to like Africa Bombada and stuff like they were the ones who kind of pioneered that kind of sound between using hip hop infused like funk and electro and stuff you know like a bit of fucking craft work in there and stuff and it's like and it's cool and the synth wave is kind of like reminiscent of the 80s you know what I mean like why not like so and I'm sure there's other synth wave artists that have touched on making like electro 80s breaks and stuff and whatever but like I kind of try to mix it in with 
the other shit that I like, which is like more of the dark synth, heavy stuff, you know, like switching out sounds for like a heavy distorted bass. Like, what would that sound against like fucking some <laughs> like some fucking like breaks and shit? So yeah. it's just like just experimenting, seeing what works. But I mean, yeah, the influence is definitely there. I think like for my first EP, like Cobra Rock, like I mean, it got picked up from a few channels and was kind of well received and I was kind of like oh you know people were digging it so I was like trying to incorporate more into that stuff into my shit and you know just like yeah I mean if people fuck with it that's great you know it's more more reason for me to keep doing what I'm doing but you know but yeah I think like mixing styles is just very like you know you don't want to be you don't want to you know calling yourself into a certain style or whatever you know what I mean I th- what's up yeah I say it's I like the fact that you are doing you're mixing things you're taking it's like here's what I notice about a lot of people um, you know they start out they're finding their sound they're finding their thing and then they they kind of like settle on what people react to right like oh this is popular this is the thing and then they get stuck and I think you're in a phase where you're experimenting and doing really fun and interesting things and it's exciting you know the guts and bolts is a, is a really fun record and i like the fact that it you're taking risks and just doing weird shit and going this is this is what it is and um that makes it fresh and it makes it fun and I, yeah hopefully you keep you keep doing that just doing weird shit yeah. whatever it is yeah i know i mean you know it's not by the book, I guess, you know, other people would would say and whatever, but like, you know, but when it comes to like dance electronic music, I think rules are meant to be broken and see what yes. fits and sticks, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, <clears throat> they played a few tracks in Nightwave and it's cool to see some people bopping along to it and stuff. So, I mean, yeah, little stuff like that's rewarding. But I know there's like artists out there that, you know, make one specific style of music like mm. and then they make a whole nother identity like genre like they change so they change their name to do something because they want to make a dark synth project sure they make a retro wave project but then it's like that's too crazy man it's like just do like i don't know someone is why can't you just do what you like and con- combine everything that you like filter everything that you like you know what i mean well you that's and the creative process you and i have actually had a conversation about that where you contradicted yourself a bit because we've talked a lot about ghost and about how how he's you know changed Mm. a lot right album to album from behemoth forward is there's been a lot of change Mm. and Mm. you know you and i have had conversations about that and um you know now he's miles away from behemoth pretty much oh yeah um and a lot of people have feelings about that. You know, now he basically fits into a completely different genre of music, which is totally cool because it's shit that I listen to anyways. So that's fine. It's, it's great. I love seeing him doing some, doing some different shit. Um, so, you know, but you had specific feelings about him going from the music of like behemoth to where he ended up in like valediction and so on. So you could see a little bit yeah. of the risk. Oh, I mean, Every artist is going to evolve into, yeah. you know, that's the journey, I guess, with it. And I guess, you know, 
a lot of people get hung up like because it's like that Kanye like people are like I like the old Kanye not the new Kanye kind of stuff you know what I mean so it's like a lot of people are like hung up because you know they like the old ghost and like the new ghost and whatever so I like all this stuff I think it's great I haven't mm. checked I haven't peeped the new records out right yeah so I haven't peeped it yet so I'm gonna, sometimes like when all these new albums come out I have to like really sit down and bring it in and like sit there and listen talk a bit and just like take it all in yeah but yeah I'm looking forward to it but um yeah I mean look every artist involved like for me like I'm still new to this I'm still trying to find my sound I'm still trying to find what works but I mean I'm not trying to jump ship to a different genre anytime soon you know what I mean I mean yeah I'm gonna keep doing what I know and what works for me and what I like so but yeah each to their own I say but yeah I mean you see Birch Bader like you know everyone loved all the earlier stuff and now he's like you know everyone involves there's nothing wrong with that but it's all the hardcore fans that get uptight and whatever so yeah Yeah. I don't know it's true it's an interesting my thing it's an interesting thing that you've put yourself in that position to happen to you now right um being it involved in a different way um and now actually creating and putting music out there and and you're gonna have your own journey right you're gonna evolve and you're gonna change you're gonna learn new skills you're gonna be interested in new things you're gonna want to try different things and and now you're in that same position where you know there's it's interesting because like i i appreciate perturbator because he he could have made a bunch of money just doing the same shit over and over and over again right he could have just made remade dangerous days and it he would have been set the rest of his time but who want personally who wants to keep doing the same shit over and over and over again and i feel like that's a very point in time thing for you to say too you say dangerous days someone else could have said like he could have done terror 404 right over and over i only say dangerous days because it is his highest selling record okay it's his most critically acclaimed record I'm not saying everyone personally could say, well, fuck, fuck those guys. I prefer his first record or his, this EP or whatever. But Dangerous Days is his highest selling at this point, most recognized mm. record. Oh, yeah. And people still find it and go, whoa, what's this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's also relatively new for people coming into the scene. But yeah, I mean, this goes for any kind of art form, like any other genre of music. Like, you look at like Australia's like silver chair going from grunge and, and they went more like later on a bit more ambient or whatever the fuck they did and it's just like you know obviously you're going to have that journey and not not all the same people are going to like it or stick with it so people are gonna, always going to look for new sounds that's what it is so speaking of sil- silver chair were you a big fan when they came <laughs> out let's di- let's dive into that Australia boy you know, silver chair yeah I mean there's a few hits that I like obviously like growing up obviously I was like young so it's like all the earlier grunge stuff is like you know somewhat too similar to Nirvana and shit but <clears throat> and then later on they came out with more like softer pieces and stuff and yeah but there's a few that stuck but I mean I can't name off the top of my head it's so fucking long ago he went pretty political towards the end too from what I remember back in the day um we're trying to get Peter Garrett I think to do some Midnight Oil like where they perform is like Peter Garrett from uh, 
prime minister for Australia, that kind of thing. You spray paint on it, some award show and stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, but yeah, that's why that's when you kind of like tapped out and like, man, this is, I don't like this anymore. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but yeah, so yeah, maybe I was kind of go through that stuff. But yeah, no, Silverchair is cool. I mean, I, all those Australian bands are. I always say that like Australian bands are like so far from fucking the rest of the world. Like they just develop their own sound and new stuff. You know what I mean? It's so different from everything else. There's a few hot bands coming out, I think, right now in Australia. Yeah. Client liaison just dropped a new record today, actually. Are they? Are they Australian? Yeah, they're Australian. Uh. I mean, I don't like. It's funny because, like, that's their shtick. Like, they love being Australian. Like, they talk like that. They yeah. embrace Fosters too, which is the least Australian thing to embrace. Yeah, totally. Um, so I really they uh, they're like a like electronic synth pop or like synth pop. What do they do? I would say they're like synth pop. Synth pop, yeah. I think that's a fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's like a few bands that I'm like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I read there was like one place and the guy's like, Do you like Tame Impala? I was like, Who are they? Like, <laughs> but now I know who they are. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I don't care. Tame Impala sucks. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, you know, my, my taste in music is like my taste in film and books and stuff. You know what I mean? It's just so specific and whatever. Anything that kind of resonates with me. I'll, give it a shot and whatever they stick around like so, I don't even know I didn't know like what new synth wave there is I still like try to look out for the old guys and stuff you know what I mean yeah like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm hanging out to listen to that new Donatron album yeah I feel like I always feel like a fuck up because there's so many good synth wave guys and classic people that I don't I haven't heard I know of them but I haven't had a chance to listen to music and there's so much to take in and I always feel like I come on to things too late, you know, like it's always a struggle. And then there's always the new thing that's coming out and you're like, well, fuck, how do you keep up with the thing that's happening now? And then the cool shit that it, where it all comes from. And it's just, it's hard. You gotta, you try hard you try, well, you gotta try real hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I fuck yeah. up clearly. Was it, um, I hang out at Valentine every now and then I go there, I'll go to his place and drink some beers and on the roof and stuff. But, you know, because he's DJing for Nightwave, like, he always does the crate digging online and stuff, and he's always finding the new artists and stuff, so he always, always, you know, he makes, like, a playlist for me every time I come over, because I've got some new stuff to show you, so we just hang out and just listen to that, and, yeah, some of the stuff that's coming out is really nasty. I think, like, Acryl Madness is, like, crazy. Um, uh, Who's the other guy? Ectoplague. Fucking crazy. Yeah, some of these like dudes are just coming out with the hardest shit ever. I'm just like, damn it. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've heard of Ectoplague. Um, did I haven't heard of the other one. Um, but it, that's the thing. It's like, fuck. How do you, like? And I feel like, you know, like I'm. You gotta what? have your finger on the pulse so hard that you're just like <laughs> jamming right through it. <laughs> it's like just right in the tip. It's just like right, right in, taking the pulse. It's, you gotta not just the tip. You, you're going all the way to the base. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the, the whole three inches. Yeah. You gotta be on it. See, like, it's good to have a friend like that, like to have Sam saying, like, 
I made a playlist here. Check this stuff out. Yeah. Like I'm the person who's going out there and actively looking for it. It's a lot of work. It's a huge amount. Of and, oh yeah. And a lot of us are old people, and like getting out there and finding this stuff, it's hard. It's hard. It's a, a lot of effort. It is a Especially lot of when I want to come home from work and just stare at the wall for like five <laughs> hours because <laughs> you're burnt out. I'm ruined from the day. Yeah, you have to talk to people. Fuck that ruins I don't want to talk to yeah. people. Fuck that shit. Yeah, I think like when all these guys come out of the house, like you, you really want to listen to front and back. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. really want to take in, like, see, you know, look at the album art, look at their, you know, their their track names, like, see how they have them laid out, see if it like formulate the story. You know what I mean? Listen to yeah, end to end, and you know what I mean? Like, really take it in because you know, if you try to like have it on the background, you're doing shit. You just, you won't appreciate it. So that's why. Like, some of this stuff you like you listen through once I'm like cool I'm not really fuck with it until later on you might listen again and you know a few times you're like oh this is sick you know what I mean so you really gotta like take it in the first time really to appreciate it yeah I um, feel you. it takes me forever to process records like I'm just now starting to have an opinion about Ghost's record like I, I can articulate my feelings about the record now after listening mm-hmm. to it for a, a month out and I wanted to do him a solid and, and write him a review and do that, but I just felt like I I couldn't I haven't listened to music enough to really say what I wanted to say and, and understand what he was doing until like now I'm starting I feel like I'm getting it. That's sounds mm-hmm. like adulting. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, but like if I'm gonna critically listen to something, I can't I have to do it like either I get the vinyl version of it and mm-hmm. I sit down and I force myself to listen to it or maybe I have it in my car and I'm driving to work and then I can listen to it but I can't have it on if I'm doing something else I can't be distracted by any other activity like oh not for sure yeah when I was listening to Guts and Bolts for the first time like I knew it was a Friday at work and it was in the last hour mm-hmm. and I didn't have anyone fucking with me and I could put on my phone and have it playing out loud because everyone had left. Like yeah. that was a thing I could get my critical listening on then mm-hmm. has to be, it's there's uh certain times where I got to do it. I feel you. Yeah. But also we're outliers oh, yeah. because of, you know, scientifically they say like after you're, you know, out of high school, something like that, 18, like you, most people technically don't listen or look for new kinds of music. But here I am about to turn 40, and I'm like, now I'm looking for more new music than I ever have in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also like yeah. when you were a teenager, you there was MTV. There's You were being fed new shit. Yeah, MTV actually played music. That was crazy. Yeah. For real. <laughs> um, and now you have to go actively search for it. You can't just be like, passive and expect good shit to right come to you and now when i'm older mm-hmm. i'm just like hauling oats deaf leopard <laughs> like that's the shit right there <laughs> so i guess like my question for you guys as like a teenager in high school like we'll say like when you're in teenage years because you like money and stuff you get pocket money what was like your first cd you bought I think the first CD I ever bought with my own money 
was Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style. That's such a great first scene. I I am absolutely like when I was in high school and middle school growing up, like hip hop was my thing. That was my major oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, I think I was mostly for all of us, especially for me too. Yeah. <clears throat> I, it, um, for me, I was a metal guy, so I, I'm sure it was like, I think it might have been like White Zombies, Astro Creep 2000 or something along those oh, lines. Oh, that's a great fucking one too. Yeah, it's a great one, yeah. And the the beauty of that is because of MTV and the other things, like even as a hip hop fan, I would be like, this shit's hot too. Mm-hmm. Like that would be a great fucking one also. Like I would love that. I, I guess for me, like music that grooves, if you could bop to it or dance to it or do something to it, like that's always got me. So like I'm naturally inclined to White Zombie because you could, you know, basically strippers can dance to it. So you know <laughs> you're solid. You're solid there, right? And and so like I think like the first record that I had was my my mom gave me her version of ACDC's Back in Black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That explains yeah. a lot. Yeah. I I remember your ACDC conversations with uh Patty. <laughs> yeah, so Power Nerd is a huge ACDC fan. And I could I could feel him on that because that was my first real exposure to like hard music, harder music. It's not necessarily hard music. I think one of the first albums that I ever had, I remember my uncle giving me a cassette for like some eagle shit, mm-hmm. and I just remember <laughs> like not at the time, but in the future when uh, the Big Lebowski came out, I was like, fuck the Eagles, man. I fucking hate the Eagles. <laughs> I never listened to that shit. So it's like, this is not... Uncle Jeff, don't give me the Eagles, because fuck the Eagles. <laughs> so, I mean, you have a really interesting, at least, you know, like, geographical background. You know, you, you live in New York City now, proper from Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's mm-hmm. got to have a lot of um, interesting and very specific influence on you, like the the culture shift from one thing to the next place and where you're at now, like what sticks out for you um, that's important that you latch on to as far as like, uh, you know, like an influencer. Are you saying from, uh, from when I came from Australia to New York? Or, you know, you have two things because I think – and mm. my perception is that the cultures are different, right? They're yeah. You're in a fucking yeah. desert. <clears throat> Australia's or... tough. America's soft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there. None of the animals here want to kill you, right? There's yeah. no drop bears. So where I'm staying at right now with my friend, he's like putting his shit stuff back in the shed. He comes running. He's like, "Bro, you have to help me." I was like, "What happened?" He's like. Scrap a torch, uh, flashlight. Sorry, <laughs> 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 torch and, and he's like, "It's our source skunk back there, and I just need you to like watch my back and be lookout." I was like, "Skunk!" And I was like, "Fuck yeah, I want to see it." He's like, "No, no, no." <laughs> yeah, like, let's go see that shit. Uh, yeah, I was like pumped because like I haven't seen a skunk before. And I'm like hyped. I was like, "We'd be like get on my Steve Irwin shit and just be like, wait, <laughs> there it is." But like. I didn't see it. I was kind of let down. But like, when it comes to like American like wildlife, I get very intrigued. Like, yeah, I was telling him the other day. Like, I saw like a raccoon 
I was in North Carolina, so like a raccoon when we're driving the Uber. And I like my, pre- my face pressed against the window, like, what the fuck? That's sick. Like, I've never seen one. I don't see any of these animals, and I just get really fucking excited when I see American wildlife. Because in Australia, like where I grew up, I mean, at my parents' place, because they kind of lived in the bush, there's like, we had kangaroos that kind of hot fire when you're driving and stuff. And then there was like a peacock farm that was nearby so the peacocks would come fucking hang out in the backyard and there would be like giant I think like goanna like lizards you know, they're like little they're like the size of a dog like miniature dinosaurs and they'll come like come yeah. to the backyard and shit so yeah I'm not a stranger to fucking animals but I've caught a fruit bat one time in Australia that was sick that's awesome yeah. I want one for a pet I know it was like a, it looks like a little mouse with wings. So like, oh, and like Australian possums are adorable, are way cuter than Amer- yeah, yeah, American possums are like ugly as fuck. They're, yeah, <laughs> they're like scary, and I get it. It's like cool. These are like the hillbilly animals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, these are not fun. The American, uh, the Australian ones are like mad cute. And it's like weird, but um, yeah, man, like, yeah. So I don't know if that was the fucking question. Was it? No, it doesn't matter. No, <laughs> one of about animals. <laughs> one of our friends has a pet skunk. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Does it like spray shit everywhere? No, uh, it's been de descented and neutered, um, and Jeez. apparently it just mostly sleeps. That's what it does. Yeah, he's fucking depressed. He's got denuder and he can't fucking <laughs> lay off his scent. He's like, "Fuck, I just want to die." That sucks. Shame on them. Uh, nah, I hate. I'm pretty against that too. I hate people taking in like animals are meant to be left outside and domesticating them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I see a lot of those videos on Facebook and they're like, "Oh, I just happened to find this fucking little animal and I took it in." I was like, "Yo, you stole that from <laughs> wherever, and now you're like domesticating it." And it's just like, I don't know. You're fucking with the nature. I don't like that. It'll fuck with you. That's what happens. Oh fuck yeah. That's what happened. Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, but, um, I, I love that you're like, I saw a fucking raccoon once, and it was fucking amazing. It's like, I got chased by a fucking male turkey at work. It fucking chased me through the building. <laughs> and it just came right That's in, it. and it yeah. was after you. It, it was, was after, It had your it was, number. Because it was breeding season, apparently. And it had all of its turkey, bro. Is this like yeah? And that male, no, that male turkey was like, get the fuck away from my shit. My hens are here, and I'm gonna kill you. So like, it chased me through a fucking warehouse, like pissed off, and like, it made the gobbling noises. That's the thing. It's like it was gobbling the whole fucking time. Like those are real. That's a real thing. are, Are they pretty big? Um, you know, the, the big puffy thing, like that's them. They're actually not, they're big, but not as big as you think. Um, but they have really, really sharp claws. But as a bird, it's still really fucking big. Oh, as a bird, it's huge. I mean, I I could have kicked it across. I've seen turkey dinners. (laughs) (laughs) I could have fucking kicked it across the way. I mean, that's for sure. But like, it's claws are fucking sharp. It will kill some shit. They kill coyotes. They kill coyotes? They kill coyotes. Male male turkeys will kill coyotes. That sounds intense. 
Yeah. So I'm like, I don't want to be any because like it's got lizard. The thing is like they have like dinosaur feet. Mm-hmm. You ever look at their fucking feet? They're like big giant fucking claws. Like a velociraptor. It's a fucking velociraptor with feathers. And so Velo- I, <laughs> they say velociraptors and other dinosaurs may have had feathers. So I'm like, I'm not fucking with this thing. I'm fucking getting away from it. And then I fucking ran off. And luckily, a guy I mean, with a forklift chased it out of the building. Yeah, you had to get a forklift to get it. A forklift had <laughs> to chase a this turkey because <laughs> it like, was mad. Never. Yeah, just imagine like the movie Alien, replaced with like a turkey mm-hmm. and like, a forklift, <laughs> like the ending scene. There it, it is. Just gets thrown at the air duct. You got it. Mm-hmm. That that's the thing. They're they're terrifying. So, anyways, yeah. wild turkeys, don't fuck with them, because they will fuck you up. Mm-mm. Nah. We had wild turkeys in Australia, but there was more as, like, a pest than fucking annoying. Isn't I mean, I wouldn't eat them. Most things in Australia pests? Yeah. Cats? I mean. Right? They're a plague. Like, rabbits are. Mice? Like, when you have, like, the, yeah, like, when you come out to, like, the farm... The farming areas and stuff, and the farmlands and the bushlands and stuff. Like it fucks with their like ecosystem and crops and stuff. Like that's why, like I think, like I mean, I may be wrong, so you know, but like I think, like you know, I think in Northern Territory, like some some parts where kangaroos are considered as pests and stuff because it fucks with their farmlands and stuff. So I mean, sometimes they shoot and whatnot. But I mean, I could be making that up. But yeah, yeah, cane toads. They're fucking. That was like that's like a day thing where you go out and just grab a golf club and go hit cane toads and kill. Aren't them they from Africa? Cause... Is that where they're originally from? Yeah. They're they're from. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. They're from fucking somewhere, and it's just like yeah, they're they're completely gross. And they're Green huge, aren't frogs. they? Oh, they're huge. They're gross. It's like oh, Green tree frogs are great. Yeah, and like friendly as fuck. Like nice, and yeah, just let them chill. But yeah, man, I don't know. I could go on about wildlife for a minute. <laughs> I mean, we can go on about whatever we want to. It doesn't really matter. No, I appreciate. It. Yeah, no. But I think like what you originally were saying was like how different was like from Australia to here to Brooklyn. Yeah. Like, what 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 do you mean by that? Just in general. I mean, it's just like culturally. What I mean to say is that you, you ha- you come from two distinct cultures because you, know, you obviously mm-hmm. grew up in Australia and that's a very specific thing. And then being fr- being in Brooklyn, you have got another culture and that obviously can't help but influence what you do now, right? Like musically, oh, yeah. everything. Like, and it's interesting because it gives your music a very specific flavor because you can't help but be yourself and be influenced by the things that you grew up with and and exactly. i think what i like about your music is that it feels really genuine it's just who you are i don't feel like you're trying to be something that you're not you're just you mm. and you're you're figuring out you know what things you like and, and where you want to go with it and it's interesting in that way and i think it's it's a really interesting like thing like i'm from australia but I, i'm also from brooklyn like mm-hmm. that's that's such a unique thing to, uh, like, I mean, to have yeah like like growing up in Australia you know obviously 
different culture and stuff. So, but uh, I think like 2009 was like my first time out to New York, and I was coming out for like breakdance breakdance competitions. Like out of everything, like I started breakdancing in Australia, which is like I grew up in the surf skate town, so it wasn't very like. Everyone's like, oh, there's that kid. Like, oh. <laughs> so I'd like <laughs> oh. go to this, yeah, I'd go to the city and like meet other people that did breakdance and stuff. But anyway, so when I came to New York, I got down with like a crew here and stuff, and that kind of like sparked my trip to go back and forth from New York to Australia. But when I made the official move here, it was kind of a big learning curve, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just like, you kind of have to earn your. Yeah, like building up your street cred not street cred but like you know what I mean your street wits I guess in Brooklyn you know what I mean street in smarts New York and stuff yeah. street smarts for sure and you're just like be wary and stuff like sometimes I got hustled a few times and got subtly rubbed one time and just like you know you think it was like a meter like you like cool 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 I'm, I'm doing pretty well but something happens you're like fuck like <laughs> stuff in the bottom again like I had some dude like hit me up one time. I was like walking home, and he was like, "Hey man, can you help me?" I was like, "Nah, sorry dude, I have no money." And then he's like, "Nah man, I don't need money." I was like, "Oh," so I took on my headphones. Like this is the first thing. Like this is new. I haven't heard this one before. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, "I need baby formula for my baby because he's hungry and I have no money." And I was like, "Oh damn, that's crazy." I got you. I'm going to get you some baby formula. So it's like, at a time, didn't think anything of it. I went to the bodega and whatever. And got, I was like, can I get a Scott baby formula? It's like 20 bucks. I was like, fuck. Like, think about the children, bro. <laughs> <I'm> like, <"All> right. <laughs> I give, give it to him. And then he like went back for a hoodie. He's like, thanks, bro. My name's Jay. I'm on the block. Just hit me up anytime, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know his name, Jay. Like, whatever. So like, whatever. And it only clicked to me afterwards, but like, I was like, why? Why is that weird? It says like, they use baby formula to cut drugs with. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I would never like thought put two and two together. And it's like, damn, you think you're like doing something, you know, beneficial like for this person to help a kid, but you're actually like helping contribute to make the community worse. So it's kind of that you're like damn so yeah everyone has their hustle out there doing different things so you just gotta keep your street smarts on about it but yeah definitely a big learning curve coming out here and you know definitely grinding my way from starting from the bottom to get to where I'm comfortable now as far as living and stuff so but you know it's New York everyone has their own story and whatever but but yeah, when it comes to like being creative and stuff, you know, like I definitely try to incorporate where I came from into whatever I do. As far as like, you know, I started doing video production in Australia, and I try to do whatever I know from when I went back there to here, and you know, creates my own style or whatever. And that goes down to like breakdancing, like whatever I learned over there, I bring over here and mix it in with what I learned over here. And same with music, it's like you know, I take influences from Australia from where I grew up and bring into you know what I like about whatever in New York you know what I mean so yeah it's just like but I mean that can go for anything when you kind of like finding yourself as you're growing up and it's just like yeah like I said you're just filtering everything in taking what you like and building yourself your own character I guess yeah I don't know once yeah, upon that's how I feel about 
Once upon a time, about 22 years ago, 23 years ago, <laughs> I thought breakdancing was going to be my thing. Oh, my and, God. And oh, yes. yeah? And I used to do that with a small group of people, if you can even believe that. My so, tall ass doing that. So Kyle is 6'2". So, oh my god, and Lanky is a motherfucker. So, I think this is amazing. Footwork was the what thing that I most focused on. That's like the worst thing for a tall dude, it, it really was. Oh man, you had like long legs, unless you're like really tied with it. But I thought footwork was awful. Ooh. So, yeah, that's the, that's the, that was the kind of thing that I focused on. It was like footwork or popping and locking or like robot shit. It was just like, this is what I can do. Because as soon as I try to do some footwork, like it just feels like the end of my feet are a mile away from me. (laughs) (laughs) And by the time they move, they're going so fast that it's not going to end well. You're going to fucking kick some people. It was tough. Wow. It was tough. And you have to be extremely built, like extremely strong for any kind of breakdancing thing. So, yeah. like, respect to anyone who does that. In your latest video that I saw, Greg, was just, like, the shit you were doing is crazy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, was it the one I posted the other day? Yeah. Cause, yeah, yeah, I mean, that was just, like, dude, I haven't braced in a while. Like, is there any, if I can, I'll do it. But it's, like, yeah, I used to be really nasty, and I still got it. But all that stuff takes practice. Like, just, you know. It's, like, I remember yeah, getting to the point where i could like freeze whether it's like on my elbow my palms like whatever it is that i'm doing like part on my neck you had to be really built and like at the time i was working a grocery store and i was just like pushing a lot of metal shopping carts all the time and i was built and i felt like i was really strong like i could do pull-ups until i wanted to like i couldn't stop but still doing stuff like that it was hard to do because I wasn't strong enough. You got to be so strong to do that shit. Yeah. With that breaking, it's just like you're using muscles that you haven't never used in your body before. So it's just like you go to the gym and work out and whatever, but when you start, you know, getting down on the floor, you just like wake up the next day and go, oh shit, that hurts. Like, <laughs> I didn't know that I had that there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, that's what I'm feeling right now. But yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely harder if you're like taller, but. I've seen dudes just do crazy shit when they're like that tall too. So I mean, so it's always mind over matter, you know what I mean? Yeah, Kyle. It, well, I would say especially at that point where you're tall and you're doing anything <laughs> where speed becomes a thing, things go faster the further out they are. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> right? It's, it's hard. It's hard. That dream. It, it slowly faded. It didn't quickly fade, but it slowly faded. I, I I couldn't I couldn't hang with that with the people that I was hanging out with at the time. As, as I've known you for ten years, and this is the first time I've heard about this. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. Are we we having a moment right now? We're having a moment. We're <laughs> like having... if you catch me at like the perfect drunk time, you might see some <laughs> fresh footwork. You might Dude, see me glide across there. across the floor. In like a real tight fashion, but if I come out there, we're gonna battle. Fuck yes, we're gonna do a circle. No, we aren't gonna battle. We're gonna do some we'll like do we're it. gonna do some like choreograph some shit and like get out there. And do Just like be like the way. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
You can't see what we did just now, but it was tight. (laughs) Yeah, we can just be in the corner doing it. That's cool. (laughs) Like, we can go out there with a routine, and if anyone wants to battle, then it's, like, free-for-all at that point. And, yeah, if we win, there's a buzz drink. That's it. That's That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Fuel. Buy me drinks, and I'm going to glide across that floor even more. Like, you won't even see what these feet are doing. You won't see what they're doing either. Yeah, I won't. I won't fucking know what's going on. I'll probably fall over. I don't know. If it's anything like the last show that we had, Jesus Christ. We had a bunch of – and I always joked about this the years previous to this actually happening. I always joked about synth bros. And oh my god, they synth, ha- oh man, synth bros came out full force. So we had a, I mean, it was like seven or eight of them at the last, last Nitro Wave show. They had like full jumpers, like retro printed, like like from soft drink cups from like the nineties as jumpers, and they were they were giving it their all. And God bless them. Like, oh man, it's like thanks for coming out, whoever you bros were. <laughs> But they were synth bros. I noticed that. So I've seen Magic Sword come to New York a few times. Yeah. And I noticed like, because the crowd they bring, I never see at the synth wave parties that we hold. And they're, those are like synth bros. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. very college orientated. And they're just like, I was like, whoa! It was such a broy crowd. Like, I felt uncomfortable. I was like, <laughs> this is my thing. Like. I like this music. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this but is yeah, my thing. I totally I understand. Fun. I can hang. Yeah. But yeah, Synth Bros is a real thing. But like these yeah. these jumpers that they were wearing, like if they went to the bathroom, they'd have to like drop the whole <laughs> thing to the floor to take a piss at the urinal. Oh, wow. Like a, like a jumpsuit? Like yeah, like a full one-piece fucking romper. Like... But yeah, short, stupid, short man. sleeve, but all one piece. Like, yeah. that's the thing the girls complain about wearing when they have to go to the bathroom. Like, they have to completely get naked to take a piss. <laughs> like, these bros were wearing that shit, yeah. too. <laughs> hey, man, the show was sick, right? Yeah. <laughs> the the zipper was, like, like, middle of their chest. I gotta go, I gotta go take a pee-pee now. <laughs> <laughs> but the show was sick. And they came out there, though, and they brought it. Like, they were very enthusiastic, so I do appreciate that. And, like, I'm kind of talking shit about them. And I was surprised, like, one of them was kind of hanging out with me and, like, dancing and stuff. But, like, there was a big group. They were definitely – they were – man, it was, like, I feel old saying what you said, Greg, like, college bro type (laughs) Fuck, I'm old. <laughs> Shit. Hey guys, you like synthwave? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I saw Troll Legacy once. I love synthwave. Dude, I saw Drive. Yeah, said <laughs> everyone ever. Yeah, but like at this point, that's eleven years ago. Eleven years ago. Uh, so there are people sorry. that don't even know what Drive is and are still getting into synthwave. I want to ask you guys, what got you into synthwave? Kyle. <laughs> I feel like it was a natural progression yeah. from like the the French stuff that was coming out yeah. in, in the two thousands. So any of the Ed Banger stuff, yep, kind of mm-hmm. led into yeah. that, and it was just a you know a natural progression into all the other stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I will be that person who said like a big thing was 
one like hotline miami or drive was the thing that really mm-hmm. solidified it but i feel like maybe it was a progressive thing like here's electronic music here's the direction that it's going yeah and this is where it is now and like this is the shit you know you've liked techno or any of these things for most of your life you've been exposed to this this feels right and that's how it went for me yeah Mm -hmm. it started with a hacker soundtrack for me personally and then it just progressed the hacker soundtrack yeah hack the planet hack the fucking planet (laughs) i remember being like that was my first exposure to like electronic music like that was like cool and i was like the Mm. prodigy everyone on there i'm like fuck this is it but like for me technotronic like as soon as i heard technotronic oof yeah it was over so i, I feel like you know electronic music sure but like a synthwave the whole synthwave genre is like reminiscent of the 80s it's like re recreating that sound of yeah. what kind of takes us back you know what i mean so like you know i'm not saying like <clears throat> Like, you kind of listen, like, Kavinsky for sure, you know what I mean? Yeah. All that French electro stuff, like, plans coming out, sound cool, sound, like, very tough, whatever, like, 2008. But then, like, you know, eventually, like, like you said, like, Drive and Hotline Miami kind of, like, pinned it out for us, like, where it's like, oh, I've been kind of looking for the sound and stuff yeah. to put out in front of you, you know what I mean? And then that kind of puts you in, like, a deep dive of looking for it. You know what I mean? There was like a long time where I felt like no one liked the music and I was the only person that kind of liked it for a minute. You know what I mean? I didn't really know anyone else that liked I liked I completely synthwave. feel the same yeah. thing as you because I was yeah. just like, hey, this is awesome. And all the people I knew were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, this is dumb. <laughs> yeah. And even, like, yeah, like mm-hmm. even when I was back into the, the French stuff yeah. during the 2000s, like all the Ed Banger stuff, only oh, yeah. one of my friends was with me on that and it was it was it's been a weird journey yeah yeah all that french electric stuff like i used to go to clubbing back in my early 20s when i was in australia like my friends were like big club kids but like all that stuff like all that black house and stuff man it's such a good time but it's like you know some of that stuff is you know it could be passed off as synthwave but you wouldn't like you know what i mean you can play at a club and people don't even know the difference sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I I just look at it as the natural progression, like they all fit. Oh, for sure. And it's just been going from one thing to the next, as far as that's concerned. Yeah, and it's like even all the hardest like synthwave artists. I mean, I don't even know if they even label themselves that, but like all of them come from France too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all of them just go hard and they recreate that sound and just like. It's just crazy. It's just crazy where, where it came from to now. But um, yeah, yeah. The deep diving the synthwave stuff. Like, I think um, <clears throat> I went to a my a ghost show, and it was like my first synthwave show in New York. It was at Brooklyn Bazaar, I think. I want to say it's like two thousand and seventeen, two thousand but that's where I met a lot of people that were into synthwave and it's like opened up crazy new things and just like connections and whatever. But 
it was really good to see everyone I like the same genre of music and we weren't alone. So I felt that camaraderie, you know, with the scene. That has been as it grows now. Yeah, that's been yeah. a very beautiful thing. It's just like ha- since Synthwave has exploded. Yeah. At least in our minds, the people who yeah. are into it. It's just like everyone who we find who's into it is very accessible. Um, we're all very enthusiastic about it. We all want to talk about it. We all want to do something with it. It's been, mm-hmm. it's a good community yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like a bunch of misfits. Everyone's trying to fit in. Everyone's just trying to find a place. And, you know, if you find like-minded people and like you said, like creates a beautiful thing and everyone gets to mold together. Everyone wants to contribute. You know what I mean? I think like, <clears throat> I can't say, but from my opinion, speaking on the fans we have, like, you know, that's why I think why Nightwave is so successful in its own way it's like you have people from different backgrounds creative backgrounds all contributing to one thing they all like which is music and, yeah. and you have graphic artists you have djs and you have promoters you have you know, themselves videographers you have artists and stuff like and they all help to build this thing <clears throat> so yeah i mean that's how you you know there's there's something yeah right? definitely a 40 year a 40 year span as crazy as that sounds, I've never thought about it until I just said it right now. But like stuff from the '80s, stuff till now. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. very related. People are very into it. Like anyone who fits into that, who loves anything within this timeline, like this is your shit, and this is our time mm-hmm. right now. Like right now. this is our fucking mm-hmm. time. It definitely has the most enthusiasm. It reminds me of, uh, of like when hip-hop was really prevalent in the early 90s. Am I? I'm not hearing myself. Okay, I heard you there. Hello. Mic check. Mic check. You might need his mic. Hello. Yep. You're right. Are we in here? Are we sharing? Yeah. We're sharing Sorry. mics. Sorry, we got to share mics because my mic died, so it's, it's fine. It happens. Um, I, I, I think, like... It reminds me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> if only people could see what I'm seeing right now. Oh, my God, don't do it. They're, they're, They'd like it. I, it's our OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, our OnlyFans page. Um, you know, it reminds, in. It reminds me. It reminds me. is coming in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, and it reminds me a lot of, like, the enthusiasm of, like, the early hip-hop scenes in different regions, you know, where, like, you couldn't get into anything else. You didn't have access to anything else because the one main thing was popular and everyone's come together and they're really excited and they're really enthusiastic. Um, and they're like, everyone's really engaged. Like everyone we, like we meet at our, our shows or any shows really, if they're synthwave, um, the people are, they're really like hyped. They're really excited. They're really accessible. They're really like, yes, what can we do? We want more. Give us more. And then everyone yeah. has the same, like, you can relate to the same shit. You've got a through line of, like, like you like the same kinds of music, like, same kinds of movies, like, same kinds of shit. Like, there's a, there's a common line of, of things that people like. I like music. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, like, it all comes down to the music for sure. But, like I said, like, it's so reminiscent of a time that you all feel kind of nostalgic for. Like, some of us have missed out on and 
want to kind of relive that feeling, you know what I mean? So I think that's why like the retro wave parties are the best because it takes you back. It feels like you take you back to the time, like if you were like at an 80s prom or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you just feel something nice about it and it's fun to dance and the other people enjoy it too. So yeah, it's a, it's a fun feeling, man. It's just like, yeah, I can't explain it. It's like, but yeah, but I feel like everyone, like, I feel like what you guys are doing out there in Minnesota and like, wherever they're doing in California as well. And, you know, I think Florida has their own scene. Like, you know, everyone has to keep like building and trying to put this thing on, you know, the map to kind of keep going. But, yeah. you know, you don't want to get too mainstream, but it wouldn't hurt. But at the same time, like, regardless, I like it where it's at. But, yeah. yeah. I think that's really the, I think we're in like the perfect place now. And I think, uh, either it'll explode into more mainstream stuff because like the weekend the new album that's very heavily synthwave inspired like blatantly synthwave inspired not 80s inspired but synthwave inspired mm-hmm. um and like if- rip off of yeah makeup and vanity set yeah you saw that <laughs> yeah so did you guys see the thread where like he hired someone to mm, yeah look at the it's, shit? It's I feel like it's bullshit. Yeah, but... I yeah. If he had lots of money, he'd be able to win. I think uh, I made a post on like one of those like dumb Facebook groups and synthwave groups. I was like, oh, the weekend is a synthwave. Changed my mind. And I used that <laughs> fucking meme. And yo, everyone got mad, angry, and upset because. Everyone thinks like the weekend is like synthwave. I'm like, I'm sorry. This dude's a pop celebrity. Obviously, he's just going to play whatever they, you know, he's going to sing whatever they play for them in, in the studio. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, like, yeah, there's no real, yeah, I don't know how people can argue that this guy's like part of the synth, like, help build what's already been built you know what i mean like yeah he is not part of it and i will be the first person to say like i will give my opinions about a lot of shit and be crazy no (laughs) that's like that's a firm no there's like a lot of great artists from like that helped pave the way uh like the fucking you know, lay down the foundation to where it's now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and like people are just coattailing off it now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to like trash talk fucking whatever synthwave bands and stuff, but like, there's a lot. But like, none of it's like trickling down to the originators of that helped create this sound. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just like, so for new people coming in, like, oh, weekend. Oh, yeah. I like this. And it's like, well, it's like, fucking 20 other artists that are way better than this shit and way like you know better vocals better beats and it's just like there are 200 more (laughs) approximately 200 more uh actually (laughs) actually let me push up my glasses when i say (laughs) have you seen that like off topic that i've been anime like (laughs) exactly the glasses Little do they know, my power. Let, let me tell <laughs> my you, superpower. my <laughs> true power is that I was into this shit before the weekend was. <laughs> and it's legit. Little do they know, I like Little Caesars, and I got two holes. <laughs> and two hands. 
throwback. Oh shit. Uh, um, Aaron's like, what the fuck are they talking about? I'm like, yeah, baby, behind the scenes. We're not going to know. Behind, behind the scenes, if you got two holes and two hands, <laughs> you're ahead of the game. That's right. So oh, let's fuck. try that OnlyFans account. Yeah, there you go. I'll eat a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hell, yeah. I'll look. I listen to that. There's no sound. You just got to watch it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Sorry to disappoint that you. Burrito, that burrito is so lucky. <laughs> I mean, you're old enough to, to be like, when you watched porn, you had to have the volume off because you were sneak That's off. not still a thing. <laughs> I mean, I live in an apartment with paper-thin walls, so... As far as I know, that's still a thing. Oh, that's still a thing. You gotta, gotta keep it quiet. I think so. I can vouch for that. I mean, sometimes, you know, you don't want to watch that shit with a Kyle story time. <laughs> can I please. tell you guys another story? Oh, please. So, Uh-oh. like, an, an internet friend of mine who I've known for like twenty years was saying something about like he was in his place and like if you know anything about headphones like nice headphones there's different styles there's like yeah closed back there's open backs yes. headphones so he had open backed headphones on oh, which nice. you can still kind of hear at the same volume like whether you're you've got them on your head or you're right. in the same room sure like he was watching porn <laughs> with open backed headphones when he had like guests over like family guests <laughs> And wow, he didn't realize it, so he was, like, <laughs> blasting shit. And the open-backed headphones were just, like, having all the moans and the groans and the everything oh, else fuck. that goes along with it. He, and he didn't know until the next morning until they said something about it, and he was so embarrassed. Amazing. That's crazy. Amazing story. Like, came out of but, bedrooms, like, Hey guys, hey family, what's up? Yeah, <laughs> like, 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 I need a towel. Sorry, going to the bathroom. But why would you like if you have if you're around family? Why? Why you... are you cranking one out at the same time too? <laughs> I won't fault them. I I had the same thought. I was like, why? All right, maybe you got Be it. But strategic. whatever. Be strategic. Take a day off. <laughs> is really the main takeaway, but maybe don't use open back headphones. Maybe don't crank the yeah. volume. Like how how loud do you need to hear those screams? Dude. Where your headphones are blasting shit out so loud that people in other rooms can hear it. Yeah. I mean when I'm like producing music and stuff, like I have headphones, studio headphones, whatever. And maybe I'm going deaf, but I can't really hear. But, like, when I step away from the computer and just have it on the loop, they're pretty freaking loud. You know what I mean? So I can't imagine if, you know, if you get caught looking at whatever at high volume, I mean, it's not so far a stretch. But, yeah, headphones can be a powerful thing. <laughs> can be a powerful thing. Yeah. They How be. cranked up do you need to be? You're like, oh, I've got guests over it's late at night <laughs> but i really gotta fucking just rip one out i need to do that right now 
Maybe so like a relative. It was like, different Damn. strokes for different <laughs> folks. <laughs> Jesus. Oh shit. Yeah, that's um yeah. I'm I'm not hating either. If you gotta you gotta, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, if you gotta you gotta. That's fine. I mean we all have needs. I mean I, I'm a modern person. <laughs> <laughs> if you I'm gotta a, jack I'm off a modern you guy. Off. I'm a regular guy. I'm a regular guy. Maybe not yeah. regular. But yeah. That was a crazy segue, though, to that fucking story. Yeah. <laughs> so I, <laughs> you know, I, I warned you before we started recording, too, that I, I know, would have I a know. story to tell. But now we're here, so how do we get out of it? Want to keep talking? <laughs> Obviously, you're uncomfortable. We could roll with it, but you want to get out of it? I mean, look. I might be cranking one out. <laughs> <laughs> I could see, I could see both of your hands right now. You don't know. You can't see below the waist. And if you're, that's a, and that's how I am. I'm very impressed yeah. if you're doing it without that. So good on you. Yeah, you know I'm on right now. No worries. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, be fine. Uh, random question. Do you still use Australian phrasing in your regular Brooklyn life now? Your regular, because we both kind of know someone that grew up in Australia, and mm. and he kind of like leans into it, so he's always no worries. Oh, I used to, yeah. I used to ask this guy the most stereotypical mm-hmm. Australian questions. Mm. And every time I was just blown away. I asked this guy once if he had ever been on a walkabout before, and he said, yeah, for 12 years. Oh, what a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, man, like that walkabout shit, it's like, that's what you do. Like, you're part of like a, you know, you're part of the outback, and like, you know, it's more of like an Aboriginal thing, you know what I mean? Like, tribes like what they do whatever um but yeah i mean i think it's like one thing to like find yourself or whatever but no like i grew up in like the, the beach towns you know what i mean like there's none of that yeah. but as far as phrases go i mean i would say some stuff sometimes and people just go what and i'm just like oh sorry like i was working with this dude and he had like a this is like big fucking sweater on for some reason and i was like Oh, Kevin, you look a bit rubbed up. He's like, excuse me, and I was like, uh, I was like, rubbed up, and he's like, well, what does that mean? I was like, means you look warm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like if you were to put like a rug on yourself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And he just didn't get it, and it was just weird. And like, there's like little things that's catching me off guard. Like, you guys would have like fucking Sprite or whatever, those lemonade sodas or whatever. In Australia, we call them, like, sometimes, like, like oh, lemonade. I'd be like, that's not lemonade, that's Sprite, you know what I mean? But, like, that's what we sometimes say or whatever. At least one, well, I grew up. But, yeah, little things. But I try to hold back on some of that stuff sometimes because it's, like, it throw people off and it's just fucking awkward afterwards to kind of explain. You look at, uh, they just look at you like you're fucking weird. So one, like if you're around us and you said to someone that you look like you're really fucking rugged up, Eric and I would lose our <laughs> shit because we both 
thought that was really fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that guy didn't think it was funny. He probably knew it was offensive. And he was like, fuck. <laughs> I didn't mean all that, bro. I'm like, we would run with warm. it, and we would make them feel even worse. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Why you rugged up, bro? Come on, yeah. man. And, and also, the lemonade thing that you were talking about, I get mm. because, like, I was born in Texas. I came from Texas. And when mm. you were there, you call every soda for the general public a Coke. Yeah, right. So I remember when I first moved from Texas to Minnesota, like the opposite end of the country, just south to north, mm. and going to a restaurant and them asking me, what do you want to drink? And I said, I would want a Coke. Yeah. And the person who took my order would run off before I could tell them what kind of Coke I wanted. Because oh, wow. in Texas, yeah. every soda is called a Coke. And then you would specify what kind you want. That's weird, though. I get that. It's very <laughs> it's very weird. fucking weird. It is super like, fucking weird. That white Coke, thank you. <laughs> be like, <laughs> I want a Coke. Okay, what kind? I want a Sprite. I want a huge I want a line lemonade. <laughs> yeah, I want a line. I want a line of coke. I want a line. This big. Um, <laughs> now, nah, in Australia, we, we call like a soda like soft drinks as well. Yeah, or like, I want a soft drink. And then you would specify what kind you want. But like, I was from Texas, and you called everything a Coke. And then you would specify what kind you want. But they never did that because they would run away right away. And I was like, I didn't get to tell them, I want a Coke, but I want a Sprite. And that shit was fucking weird. You have to understand. Yeah, Minnesotans that's on in, their, me, though. in their German efficiency. That is on me. You say what you mean when you mean it in that time, and that's it. You get one shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one thing I noticed about New York, too. You have to be fucking quick for what you want. If you, if you hold up talking about shit or whatever, you don't know what you want, people just like, get really frustrated or just not have your time. Like, So, yeah. Now, like, I get frustrated when people in front of me don't know what the fuck they're ordering. I was like, come on, man, like, get to it. You so, should have arrived knowing what you want before <laughs> yeah. you fucking got here. You better be on this shit right away. I'm going to Texas. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Texas. I'm going to order. I'm going to see this shit's real. Like, I yeah. want it. You can order a kangaroo in Texas, and I bet you'll get that shit. <laughs> Probably. I've had kangaroo. It's not that great. I mean, it's like, well, I guess equivalent what you guys would have to as beer. It's like gamey and shit. It tastes like I, dirt. I feel like, I don't know. Deer is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, venison? Give but maybe venison. it's because I've been here most of my life, and I've eaten enough of it, and I think it's good. Probably. Yeah, that's probably yeah. what it is. I mean, I but, come from pizza city <laughs> let me get some little caesars up in this shit i come from pizza yeah. city where we have lots of pizza where it's good hey, if you don't have oh. a bitch in you're telling you it's nasty <laughs> jesus christ it's little caesars like little caesars if you haven't had it lately it's not like the little caesars you knew 25 plus years ago the last time I had Little Caesars was exactly 25 years Almost plus. 30 years ago. <laughs> Where I grew up, it's Godfather's Pizza. Oh, man. Godfather's Pizza is the uh, shit. 
excuse me, what the fuck is the Godfather's Pizza? So it's a it's a local it chain. It comes on a it's a horse head. <laughs> yeah, it's a local chain. You come out here, we'll treat you right. We'll yeah. fuck you. We'll fucking hook you up. Yeah, with Godfather's Pizza. It is good. There yeah. are two local chains of food. That's like, mm. it's Taco John's and Godfather's Pizza. If you like pizza, no, if you like fuck with. tacos, like these places are the shit. The shit. Uh, yeah, tacos I fuck with. Tacos are great. These tacos are going to fuck with you in a good way. <laughs> they're... Not like the diarrhea way. I can't do that shit. No, they're just going to like <laughs> the get up like, like this. <laughs> And like this. Oh my god, are my balls? <laughs> it's left for interpretation. You'll right. you'll be left feeling really good afterwards. You'll be like this. God, I hope so. She's saying I get every time I get a taco, I get a hand job. That's sick. <laughs> it's, it's basically yeah. But, uh, about like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got two hands. You got two holes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Taco John's. <laughs> this is John. Holy shit. <laughs> Two days ago, I went and got Taco John's on my lunch break. Good for you. And it was fucking great. I now, a... which kind of tacos do you fuck with? Because every now and then I like to switch it up. I get like most of that chicken to kind of start off or whatever. But sometimes, like, if there's a good spot to do fish tacos, I'll try that shit too. But I don't know what your go to is. My go to is all of them. I, yeah. it, I mean, like, if you had to order three, what would you get? If I ordered all chicken, mix them up. If I had to go to a spot and I ordered three tacos, and types were unlimited, most likely I would do. I I wouldn't do a fish taco. Yeah. Why not? Off the bat, unless I was in San Francisco. Because that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're saying Minnesota has shit seafood? Yes, it's it's yeah, it's not quite out here because we're in the middle of yeah. like smack dab in the middle of the country. So getting good yeah. seafood out and here like is smack tough. dab in the middle of the fucking continent as yeah, well. In the middle of the continent, true. But usually I would that. do like um, a pastor, mm-hmm. an asada, mm-hmm. and a tenga. Mm. So oh, chicken, shit, pork, and too. beef. <laughs> I would do all three of those. Yeah, that's safe bet, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I wouldn't do beef. I don't really, like, whatever. But chicken, pork, yeah, for sure. Then, Fish, if you were out here and we did that, if you didn't want to do beef. Do we have beef? I would, because oh, I would say either I would do bro. a tongue or a cabeza, mm. but that's beef. A what? Either no. like tongue or brain. Oh shit! They do that shit. Yeah. No, you. I mean, you. We have a, a very large uh, Central American and Mexican population where we're at, so we do. I mean, so we, does it eat everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Oh yeah. Can you get me a dick taco? <laughs> We can get your three penis wine if you want. Uh, if we went to a Chinese place, I may be able to get you dick at a place. <laughs> but not if we were doing like a taco. I couldn't get you a dick. No dick tacos. No dick tacos. 
So they use like all fucking parts of the animal for the cocker. Oh yeah. I've walked into a a Asian foods place. You can buy twenty pounds of chicken ovaries for eight dollars. What? Yeah. But I know a place where, like, if you ask for the right menu, you can get mm. dick. You know what? Thank you. <laughs> Greg, Greg's in. He's like, fuck it, I'm fine. We're getting wow. dick. We're getting uh, the special I, menu. We're getting dick. I just booked my ticket, bro. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to see, uh, what's his name? Uncle John. <laughs> Oh, oh nah, fuck. I'm joking. I don't like dick. I'm very straight. <laughs> <laughs> you can still eat it. Just for the record. Yeah. Still put it I in I mean, 20 mouth. bucks is 20 bucks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys got me a good time. I'm feeling pretty tipsy, so I'm good. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Anyways, Guts and Bolts is a great album. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! My guts and balls is really great. I mean, like, like I said, pretty ambitious, but I'm glad I pulled it off. I had a really good people that kind of like helped me on it. Um, a lot of help from Destroyer. He helped me mix the albums and stuff. Um, I mean, it was like a big learning curve to kind of like kind of know the process of what he did and what I was doing and stuff. And collaborating with Max Overdrive was a cool thing too. He's very fucking sick artist they appreciated what i did with him and yeah and you know had time box master it and he's fucking great too so i mean yeah i mean it was like it was great it was good so nice little fucking thing for me to kind of do also like dream reaper did a fucking excellent remix on one of my tracks so yeah i mean a stellar like it was just like fucking knocked out of the park so i mean yeah it's yeah, had all the right people in it, and it's like the right people I want on it. So, very fortunate to have those people work on it with me. And yeah, so yeah, I mean, like I said, so it, it it was fun. It was a fun project, and I'm looking forward to like like I said, what I'm doing next. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, important question. Um, mm. Sleeves or no sleeves? I mean, you're. I I feel like you're a no sleeves kind of guy. When it comes to well, a shirt yeah. situation, yeah. Are you talking about tattoos? No, like <laughs> your fucking shirt. I like right now. Oh, yeah. He's his shirt has no sleeves. <laughs> right. I feel like this is a common thread for you. Yeah, I mean, uh, nah, bro. Try to work out, huh? <laughs> 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 but um, yeah. I mean, like. Growing up in Australia, it was always like tank tops and shirts and shorts and shit, flip flops and whatnot. Because you can't wear anything else because you would melt? Dude, like, yeah. And then, like, I'll be out here in New York, and I remember one time I was like, I was like going across the bodega, and it was like fucking winter, and it was snowing outside. It was like snow everywhere. I was like, fuck it, I'm just going across the bodega. And I put like big pea coat, had my shorts, and I put on flip flops. And it was like, I don't know, like fucking six inches of snow or some shit then i walk over to the bodega and all the guys are like yo this white boy is crazy <laughs> like, i was like hey man can i get some fucking whatever <laughs> like bacon egg and cheese and i was just like 
So that, that's how I roll. I just fucking just go flip-flop everywhere. That's a very Minnesotan yeah. thing to yeah. go out in for winter sure. wearing oh, yeah. that kind of clothing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm Shorts, flip-flops, tank top, 30 See, below. I try, max, I try and maximize the short like, thing as long as I can until I can't do it anymore. Like, fuck yeah. One of the most Minnesotan things I've ever seen in my life is... At work, I was on my lunch break, and I was going out to get something to eat. And there was a guy wearing shorts, but a jacket, in the middle of it snowing very hard at the Dairy Queen, sitting outside, eating ice cream (laughs) in the fucking snowstorm. That dude is a serial killer. <laughs> no, that's a normal Minnesotan person. Yeah, that's just normal. Oh my that's... god, well, that guy has some problems. Dude, and like, and uh... the only thing I could think was like that's the most Minnesotan thing I've ever seen yeah. in my life was someone in shorts but a jacket eating ice cream outside while it's snowing really hard. Listen, this person's very sensible. They had a jacket on. They're responsible. It's true. I mean, they could have just worn a t-shirt, and that would have been a normal thing. Yeah. Depend If it was, I like, feel- around 30, 20 to 30 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, right. That would be normal. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like people freak out when you have, like, an iced coffee in winter. People just go, what the fuck? Why don't you have a hot coffee? It's like, I don't know. It's better. Like, you know, like, but that is, like, a whole new extreme, though. Ice cream in fucking winter? Ballsy. <laughs> Outside, right. all outside. snowing, in sitting down. Yeah that, yeah, that dude must be going through some shit. Like, <laughs> no, that's normal for here. I, I feel like that this, <laughs> that's just what people do. That's it, cultural it's, norm. Yeah, it snows here. and That guy it, went through a breakup. He's, he needs to feel something. As long as... Not feeling his toes, <laughs> that's for sure. As long as it's above 30 degrees, shorts are and a t-shirt are yeah. appropriate. <laughs> Absolutely. Fahrenheit. Yes, as long as it's above 30 degrees Fahrenheit, that's acceptable shorts weather. And flip-flops. Mm. Mm-hmm. And to sit down outside while yeah. the snow is coming down. Right. Because how else would you, oh, you take in the, the blizzard that's upon you? You need to be outside for it. So another thing in Australia, we call flip-flops thongs. So you gotta be really careful when you say, I'm gonna put my thumbs on. And they're like, Excuse me? I get it. Technically, that's correct. A thong. I get it. I would get way too excited if I was in Australia and gotta put my thongs on. Thong, 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 thong. You're like, Woo! You're like, This is the shit. Beach volleyball? Let's go. Gotta put my thongs on. I'm just going to go to the store quickly. I put my thongs on. He was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> All I'm right. Getting, I'm getting late today. No. What else do we have to talk about? What? Are, what's going on? You do filmy stuff. Yeah, you do. We filmy. haven't touched on film stuff. <clears throat> so, I mean, the film thing, something I picked up in Australia. I mean, and when I came to New York, like, for my main profession, I'm a VFX editor. Um, I get to work on like some cool shows and stuff. Um, I don't want to dive into that, but um, the video stuff is something I've always done. I just like enjoy doing it. It's like another creative outlet or whatnot. But for a moment, I was getting a lot of like paid gigs in New York as far as like working with like independent artists and uh, you know 
people that need promos and stuff for their social media or corporate or kickstarters or whatnever but then um yeah but then the nightwave stuff started happening and i kind of took it my initiative and i had a vhs camera uh, i think it's like a yeah. rca from like 1996 so i had that and i told sam one time i was like yeah man let me film this event he's like for sure and that shit is like popped off after like it was filmed so every time there was like a artist that came out to nightwave i filmed that event and we had like a few people that came out to nightwave when before pre-pandemic which was like it was like sierra laser punk shredder neo slave um turbo night um Strathlock, tokyo rose and you know what i mean like and I come out and I shoot videos and those dudes fucking love the videos. And it's just like, they're very appreciative because it's like, you get to capture people, not only the artists like do their thing, but you get to see people at the event taking it all in and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so much like, and it kind of brings the aspect of like what people are missing out on, on these events and what people are experiencing and stuff like, at the Tokyo Rose show, man, like people were like moshing hard. It was just fucking nuts. So it's just like to get on the film and shit is fucking great. So yeah, but I've been fortunate enough to like keep filming and stuff every now and then, get paid gigs and whatever. Like I think early in the year I went to the San Junipero uh retro wave party that they had on the boat and that was great. But that kind of fucking it was terrible because I dropped my lens in the ocean. No. Yeah. I got I'm too sorry. hammered and I was like, and I walk out to the back and I was like, went to change my lens and I was like hanging out of the railing and I went to put it in and like ricocheted off out of my hand and just like went into the ocean. Like I just watched it. It was like slow-mo. Like you could put like the Seinfeld music behind it. Like, <laughs> and I was just like, fuck man. And after that, I was like so jaded. I was like, fuck this. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done filming. So, but, um, the video turned out great and went pretty viral. Not viral, but like it was well received, I think. Um, but yeah, the video stuff is fucking great. And it actually helped me connect more with like synthwave people and synthwave artists and stuff. And I think like because of that, like I got to do a lot more motion graphic stuff. And, you know, I was very fortunate to work with some other artists. Um, can't, like, I think Gremlins, like Neo Slave. I did like little thing for uh, Aeon Rings and stuff. And it's like, yeah, but not so much anymore. I mean, that's all kind of like, it's all kind of dwindling down. But every now and then I like to kind of like, you know, freshen up on my skills and stuff. But just waiting for the right opportunities and stuff. But yeah, no, nah, it's very, very, I think it's very important the arts that come with the synthwave shit too. Just kind of representing like what it's about as well. I don't know if that makes sense, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, you visually I mean, capture the time and place that things take place, and that's really important. Because you think, I mean, if I don't you... think there's anyone else who does that besides you. Yeah, I, I mean, mm-hmm. there's... So, like, I remember, like, you know, if you watch old punk videos or old, you know, things from, like, different musical scene, like, times, like, those people that were there with taking video, like, you captured a moment that was really important. And so mm-hmm. that's huge. It's, you know, to be part of Nightwave and, and to capture all those things is huge. Have you ever seen, there's a documentary 
No, I started recently watching it. Maybe it was like last year or something, but it's like Decline of Western Civilization. Yes. It's like punk documentary. And it's just like, so fucking cool. You know what I mean? Like, and I, it was all like in New York too. And it's just like, man, you get to see like people, like what it was, like for all the stuff. Like, you know what I mean? That That's the kind of shit you want to capture, like before social media, internet and stuff. Like stuff that's in the moment, real time, no phones. No, whatever. Like people being themselves, people being real. You know what I mean? And I think that's what really happens at these events. Is just like people just being themselves. So I try to capture that too. And I think we touched on it last time when we talked, like trying to make a documentary and stuff. And it's in the works. And I have a few people under my belt that I've interviewed so far. So it's slowly coming along. But I'm in direction where I'm trying to head it. With is kind of like. You know, the great thing about that documentary is that it can come out at any point. You can keep just mm-hmm. chipping away at it slowly but surely. And then when you feel it's, oh, yeah. when you feel it's right, you can release it. And then it's important because you have things in the moment as they were happening from that person in that moment. So it doesn't matter if it's now or 10 years from now. It's mm-hmm. still valid, right? It's still the thing in that moment, which is so cool. Yeah. I think, like, originally I was going to try to touch on the pandemic as far as, like, you know, struggles with artists, like, trying to, like, how they are surviving through these times, whether it's through, like, doing stuff online or, you know, where where it means it to get by. Um, but now, you know, the pandemic's kind of eased up and stuff, so I'm trying to make it more about the music and the scene and the culture behind what night wave is and whatever so i mean yeah hopefully yeah i'm just gonna keep plugging away to like get more people involved and stuff so i mean it's like yeah little side project but can't reveal much don't know what's going to happen but i mean yeah one day it's a a passion project and it's something that's uh slowly slowly simmering if you will yeah everything's a passion project (laughs) That's that's Every, absolutely fair. Everything, everything's for the love. Everything's for the, you know. I think like so Rise of the Synths, it took four years for that film to be released. <sighs> Dude, that thing, like, the amount of stuff they've gone through and the backlash they received and the product that came out from it. And now, like, they're still, like, riding off it, right? They're still, like, doing releases and stuff right now, are they? I'm not sure what this. I mean, I know that they're maybe doing some like screenings, but I think the yeah, the, yeah screenings, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and it's, it's the thing, you know. It's the most accurate in the time moment, you know, filming of like 2016, 2017. I think is when oh, they. That seems mm-hmm. so long ago. Yes, oh, it, it's forever ago. It's you know, it's before some artists that really took off um, got popular. So they like they had Nina and ghost and some of these guys and perturbator and i think carpenter brute is on there and power glove is on there so they got all the people that that anyone who would want to interview he he got them all mm-hmm. yeah i mean my opinion about that documentary is like they had like a lot of i mean i don't think it was necessary like like the the cinematic b-roll and stuff or whatever like it didn't really tie in with the story and stuff like i didn't really understand that part but i would like rather more of them to 
follow the artists around, you know what I mean? Let them just have a quick interview with them and stuff. Like, then spend a day or two with them following them, like, their process and stuff. But, I mean, it is what it is. It's not yeah. my project, but they still did a fucking pretty good job on it. So, you know, that the rise of the sense, the entire thing came from that B roll. Like, that is the, oh, yeah. that is the seed of the entire thing is him thinking about that character and that thing and everything else yeah. came from it yeah i don't know it's just like but for me like i don't fucking understand it <laughs> yeah get rid of it yeah i was like cool man i get it you're a guy from the future in a delorean you're like oh you're sad cool <laughs> <laughs> so am i let's and move like, on i'm not from the future i'm not in a delorean i'm sad let's do this shit <laughs> I bet this shit would be uh, real interesting if somebody followed us for a day for the last show that we did when Destroyer was out here. Oh, yeah. That would be great. Yeah, you guys can fucking... What did you watch? David Blaine? (laughs) (laughs) Not just David Blaine. Not just that. But it was like, I think you should leave that show, too. Oh, yeah. That's the after party, though. That's not the build-up to it. You could have gone out to eat with us. Yeah. Did those things. Yeah, we that we ended up hilarious. We ended up back at here. Here, like my, and, this is the synth house right here, Minnesota. The, yeah, and we ended up watching. I think you should leave with with Destroyer. Mm-hmm. And then we watched. No, it was not Chris Angel. It Chris, was Chris Angel. Angel shit. Oh right, well, yeah, yeah, whatever. Same shit. <laughs> uh, same shit. Yeah. Same terrible shit. But yes, <laughs> we ended up watching that too. Yeah, that was quite the after party. <laughs> Indeed. It's good cool. times. Well, if I ever come out, we'll fucking turn it up for sure. What time the bars close out there? Fucking two? Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> it's sad. It well, is. It, two if it's still on the old time schedule. There could be a little bit something different because of COVID. But normally things closed at 2 a.m. out here. And what about like the... And like, like bottle stores and stuff closed that time too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck it's, it. Out. Like ten. Ten Damn. or nine. Nine or ten. Nine. Yeah. I hate those states. Like I went to North Carolina one time for a break jam, and I was like, after the jam, I was like, "What's up, boys? What are we doing now?" They're like, "We're going home." I was like, "What do you mean? The bar's open." They're like, "It's closed." I was like, "Let's go get some drinks." It's like it's closed. I was like, "What the fuck what? do you guys do around here?" We go to bed. Sounds like yeah. a Carolina thing. What yeah. time was it? Yeah, they're like, we develop drug habits. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're gonna go do the meth that we made. Everything's closed. <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, damn, I feel, I feel that. But I mean, you guys pre, you gotta be preemptive and set up an after party for that shit. Yeah, you, 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 we think ahead. If things are closed, we're prepared still. Yeah. At least yeah. us, just Eric and I. Yeah. I don't know about anyone else, but we're ready. <laughs> yeah. No, but I would, fucking, I would love to come out there and just chill, you know what I mean? All right. What else do we have to talk about? Question. What's in the future? What's in the... You're talking about a future album. What is... Uh, what, how's that coming along? <clears throat> I mean, I'm working like... I might do like two EPs. The first EP might be a bit more, like I said, a bit more break orientated. Um, 
I'm collaborating with someone, but it's still in the works. But I hold him pretty high up there as far as being like, you know, being there in the synthwave scene from when it started. So very excited it comes through. Um, but yeah, I got tracks in the mix. Hopefully by something at the end of the year. But I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But yeah. New shit, cool shit. Do this shit. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> pretty much like, I don't know. Nothing yet, but I mean, keep out on social media for it and stuff. And yeah, sneak peeks. I've been dropping like little sneak peeks here and there and stuff on work in progresses and stuff. But I mean, whips. Yeah. I think, whips, that's right. And then, like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I said, like the Guts and Bolts album, like, really taught me a lot more about producing and stuff and really opened my mind and my ears so i'm hoping this would be better production and stuff so yeah it should be pretty fucking i'm hoping to be solid but like i said it's a milestone for me but like if everyone else enjoys it i'm very appreciative of it yeah i think everyone should check this album out it's fun it's great um it's it's exciting and i think that's the important thing to me we're at a stage i think with synthwave where you could go with the status quo of bullshit you've heard for 10 years, right? There's the people that try to do the, the thing, um, and you're doing something that's interesting and exciting, and I appreciate that. So for people that are like, I want to hear something different than an arpeggiated bass at you know 100 BPMs. Or like the so-called you know, movie soundtrack. Yes, the here's Ooh. the soundtrack. If you want to get down. Yeah, you want to boogie a little bit. Rip it. Rip. Yeah. And Rip I think, it. like, with the synthwave stuff, <clears throat> I think it has to be, like, all goal-oriented to where people ha- can dance with it. You know what I mean? That's where it's, like, going to shine the most, I think. At least from what I see at these parties and stuff. If people are able to dance and vibe with it, then you're doing something right. But I don't know, I understand the other aspect of it, too. Where it's like more chill and something to relax to and you know study to and whatnot. But I have um, no fucking chill. <laughs> I need to get on to some <laughs> shit. So you need to go is, hard straight away. This is this is right up the alley. Uh, don't just check out guts and bolts. Check out all the work. All the work. Yeah. All right. Cool. This, this is the last EP. No, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Greg, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm glad that we we're able to like finally connect and have not have technology issues and and shit like that. Um, and everyone should check out Guts and Bolts. Buy the fucking shirt that you have. Do you have any shirts left? No, nah, they're sold out. Fuck. So you're fucked. Well, make some more shirts. Make some more shirts. I mean, secret between you and me. Okay. Three extra large. That's it. But. Brave man Two, for technically. Yeah. I mean, if you can rock that shit, I put mine. I cut mine to like a little muscle tee. So I mean, obviously I don't wear sleeves. So <laughs> you want to try to do that? Sleeves are for fucking yeah. nerds. That's I right, man. Sleeves are no chill for that you. Shit. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about no chill? I got no chill. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, all right, man. Well, I really appreciate you coming on, and spending time with us, mm. and and talking about uh, all the shit and and uh it's been fun it's always fun uh so 
you know, until next time, this is Eric. This is Kyle. Thanks, Greg. You're the fucking best. No, thank you, guys. Thanks for bringing me on to Paradise Arcade. Ah, yeah. What's up, everybody? We're listening to Paradise Arcade.